Welcome to the Soda Baptist Church podcast. This message is part of the teaching ministry of Soda Baptist Church in Livingston, Texas. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged to grow closer in your walk with Christ through this message. We invite you to check out our website at www.sodabaptist.org for more information about our church. Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Our little ball of fire. Well, that's not... I thought, I thought that's probably the, the, the title I gave, but this is what I intended for it to say. For unto you is born this day a ball of fire. For unto you is born this day a ball of fire. And when we, before we're done this morning, you're going to understand why I gave this title to this message this morning. Look at with me as we read Luke chapter 2 in the first 14 verses. Probably the most common read scriptures in this time of the year talking about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus and all that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenus was governor over Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in that same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping their watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill toward men. I sit there and I got this picture in my mind and we, we've seen these manger scenes and we see a little baby that's born in a stable and he's been laid down there in the swaddling clothes and he's laid there in the hay and the animals are all around. And my, I'm telling you, we see this little quaint baby. It's, I, I get this picture that it's quiet around there. And Mary and Joseph are kneeling down there close and they're ooing and they're aahing. And at the same time that this is all going on, we see, because this is such a great event, the host of angels have appeared into a group of shepherds out in a field. And these angels tell them, Behold, born unto you today in the city of David, 
a Savior, a Savior that's going to change the world. As I begin to think about this, in John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, And the Word was made flesh. Now, who was the Word? Jesus. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Now, if you look this scripture up, you notice that I just skipped a part. Because in parentheses, I remember when I was in school, they told me that if you will leave out that part that's in parentheses, that's what the sentence is supposed to say. But you know, that part in parentheses helps you, gives you greater definition of what he's saying. This is what the scripture says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. But right in the middle of that verse, John writes a little script in there that helps explain who this is. And it says, And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And it says right there, it says, We beheld the glory. Well, when it says, And we beheld the glory... I don't think he's talking about all of the disciples. I don't think he's talking about all of the people. He says, we, I believe he's talking about Peter, James, and John. And the reason I say that, when you go to Matthew chapter 17, the first two verses, it says that Jesus goes on top of the mountain. He took Peter, James, and John with him. And when they got to the top of the mountain, the Bible says that Jesus was transfigured. That word means changed. And it says in that scripture, when Peter, James, and John looked at him, his face was as bright as the sun. What happens when we look at the sun? Man, you have to, you, you have to turn away. The Bible says that when Peter, James, and John saw the glory of God, they covered their heads and they, they covered their face because they saw the glory of the only begotten Son of God. Now what did they see before they saw this? They saw Jesus, the man. But when they went on top of the mountain of transfiguration, they saw the glory of the Son of God. They saw Jesus and who He is really going to be. They saw this ball of fire that has come to this earth and has dwelt among us. Let me explain to you some of the verses that describes... Okay, get this picture now. You get this picture of this little bitty baby born in this stable. And as I begin to describe some of the who this baby is, you'll see why I call him a ball of fire. Hebrews 12.29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. Who is Jesus? Is Jesus God? Absolutely, He is the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It says they are three, yet they are one. They are all one. So when Jesus came, I want you to know that was the very God of creation laying there in that, that manger. And the Bible tells us, for our God is a consuming fire. Listen to this. This is a verse that probably no one has ever noticed just in your reading. In Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, And the light of Israel... Who's the light of Israel? Jesus. And the light of Israel shall be for a fire. 
and his holy one for a flame. I'm telling you, on the day that Jesus was born, in that, t- that manger was a ball of fire. I want you to know the very presence of God. Jesus is the Son of God, and he came to this earth for me and you. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses was out and he, he looks upon the mountainside as he was keeping the sheep and he looks upon the mountainside and he saw a what? He saw a fire. And he went up there and he investigated and he saw this bush that is on fire but it consumed not the bush. And as Moses approached out of that bush, it says, Take off your sandals for the ground you stand on is holy ground. Jesus Christ was that fire in the bush. When we look on past that, we see that Jesus is, or God has called Moses to take the children out of Egypt. And as they get out of Egypt, the Bible tells us in Exodus 13, 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillow of a cloud and led them the way. And by night, a pillow of what? Fire. He led them by fire. Moses goes to Mount Sinai after they get all of the people out of Mount Sinai or out of out of Egypt and they've gathered and camped out around Mount Sinai. And Moses has been called and he says, Listen, I want you to take the people to the foot of Mount Sinai, and I'm going to meet with you there. This is what the scripture says in Exodus 19. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the near part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. My goodness, how many times throughout the Old Testament Scriptures do we see that our God, our Holy Spirit, our Son, Jesus Christ, is described by fire. I want you to know the fire came down on that mountain and the people ran away and they said, Oh, Moses, you go up there and talk to him for us because we fear him. Fire descended upon the mountain. There was a time when after Jesus or Moses came down from the mountain and he described to them how they were to worship God. There was a couple of men. There was a couple of men that decided they're going to do it the way they wanted to. Moses wasn't always the only one in charge. They went to the tabernacle and they made fire and they done it the way they wanted to. And the Bible tells us in, in Numbers chapter 16 and verse 35, and it said, God sent down fire and consumed those men who chose not to obey God. Fire came from, down from heaven. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we read the event where uh, I, uh, the nation of Israel has rebelled against God and they're worshiping Baal and they're worshiping idols. And God calls Elijah. And he said, Elijah, you go stand before those people and you ask them, how long will they differ between two opinions? If God is God, worship Him. If Baal is God, worship Him. He said, today there's going to be a test. Called all the prophets of Baal and they got out there and the Bible says they cut themselves. Listen to this. Here's a whole new message in this that I don't have time to preach. But I want you to know, just because you go to church and they dance around a lot, and they get excited a lot, and they jump up and down, and the Bible says, and they cut their skin to try to draw attention to Baal, 
to get him to fall down. Let me tell you, it's not how loud you are. It's not how excited you get. It's not how loud the music is or how long you sing or dancing or jumping. It's none of that. Because I want you to know, when they got through hollering for Baal to come down, there was no God there. Elijah went back and... Here's another message I ain't got time to preach either. But Elijah went out and he rebuilt the altar. You know why he had to rebuild it? Because it hadn't been being used. He rebuilt that altar. And you know how the story goes. He laid wood on it. He laid that burnt offering on it. He poured gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons of water on it. And then he prayed to God. He didn't shout. He didn't moan and groan. He didn't jump up and down. He simply made a simple prayer. He said, Lord God, show the people of Israel. This is what it says. And it came to pass. Nope. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering of the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their face and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. You know what my goal this morning is? My goal this morning is before you walk out those back doors... You look at the Christmas season and you realize that yes, God sent His Son Jesus and we should fall on our face before Him and say, Father, He is the Lord. He is the Lord. Because we recognize that He is this God that is of a fire, the consuming fire of an almighty God. We read later on in Elijah's life, in 2 Kings chapter 2, we read later on where Elijah is standing out by the side with Elisha. How did Elijah go to heaven? It says, a fiery chariot and a whirlwind and horses of fire came down and swooped him up and took him to heaven. The fire represented Almighty God. Oh, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 20, he says, For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil because the word of the Lord was made and reproaching to me and a derision daily. Jeremiah was called to go to the Israelite people and to preach to them, listen, because you have turned your back on God, destruction is coming. And bless his heart, Jeremiah preached and preached and preached and preached and preached and had no converts. Did you know that? I sometimes... I sometimes wonder when I, I preach my heart out and I look at the altars at the end of the service and no one has responded and I go, Lord, what? I'm just going to quit. And the Lord reminds me, He said, Son, I've done what you've done what I told you to do. I will hold them responsible for how they're supposed to respond. So God just kind of took it off my back. But this is what Jeremiah said. He said, Listen, I have preached and preached and preached and no one responded. He says, I refuse to preach anymore. That's what he said. I'm not going to preach anymore. But he said then, but there is a fire inside of me that I cannot control. This fire that burns inside of me compels me to continue to preach the Word and preach the Word. Do you know that fire? Is that fire inside of you? That fire being... 
the Creator of the world, Almighty God, that fire being the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us, that fire that was born on Christmas Day, Jesus, the flesh, the Son of God, the Word that came to us in flesh. Jeremiah couldn't help himself. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 2 it says, But who may abide the day of His coming, and who shall stand when He appeareth? Listen to this. Talking about Jesus, for He is like a refiner's fire. When we see Jesus and we stand, if you are a believer, we stand before the judgment seat of God. The refining fire is going to come on us and that thing in our lives that we have lived that doesn't amount to anything, that wood, hay, and stubble, it is going to be consumed. But those precious things that we've done for Christ those precious jewels, gold and silver, what it's going to do, it's going to be refined the day of His coming. Jesus Christ, a refining fire. Now let's bring this a little closer to home. I believe I've set a stage or set a foundation that we understand this morning that that fire that keeps falling from heaven, that fire that keeps coming down, that fire is our Almighty God, and then He took that fire and He put it in in flesh called the Son of God. And you shall call His name Jesus, and He will heal the land. He will forgive sin. He is going to save a nation. He's going to save a world. God took that fire and they put, He put it in His Son and He sent Him to this earth. And I want you to know on Christmas Day there was a fireball born. In Bethlehem that day. Oh! Man, that's exciting to me. Man, that's exciting. That fireball was born. We don't hear, I, I sing a song between, the name of the song is between 12 and 33. We don't know, hear them, we don't hear much about Jesus. Last thing that we hear from him, he's a, a young boy as he goes to the, uh, they go to Jerusalem and he's, He's sitting around, he stays there when he was 12 years old, speaking to the scholars. And then they tell him, you know, he, his mom and daddy leave, you, you know the story. But between 12 and 30 years old, we don't hear much about him. We just don't. There's nothing recorded in the scriptures between he was 12 and 30. And at 30 years old, we, we know that he makes his ministry known. And in the ministry being made known, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. John the Baptist is talking about Jesus and in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11 he says, listen guys, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want you to know the day those angels... In the sky began to sing. They knew exactly who had come down to earth. And that was the Son, Jesus Christ. I want you to know they knew that the Holy Spirit had sent Him down here. And I want you to know Jesus Christ has now come so that you and I might be baptized with this fire. On the day of Pentecost... 
Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I hope you understand. I hope we all understand this. Before Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins, the people of the world lived under law. The people of the world lived, and and the only thing that really controlled them was their conscience and the ability to read the written word to saying, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But when Jesus Christ came and when He died on the cross, I want you to know, listen, He says, I will put that fire in you. I will put that fire in you now. I have died for sin. You're no longer condemned by sin. So now I can put the Holy Spirit in you. Man! Let me ask this question. How many people see that fire in you? How many people see that consuming fire in you? How many people see that fire that's burning in you so bright that people have to cover their face because the glory of the Lord is just illuminating out of you? He says, I come and baptize you with water, but the one that comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I'm telling you, we need to let that fire burn so bright in our lives that people around us see it. And they're consumed by it. They're affected by it. Maybe we need to do like they, they had to do in the Old Testament. I, this is a message that I'm going to be preaching sometime in January. But the people, after they got out of bondage in in Babylon, they came back to Jerusalem and they built the foundation of the temple. They laid this foundation. And then the people around them began to discourage them. The people around them began to fight against them. The people around them began to talk. And you know what they quit doing? They quit building on the foundation. They quit building on the foundation. And see, and as I think about this message this morning, I'm asking us this morning. You might, you might say, well, Brother Wayne, I remember. I remember the day that that foundation was laid in me. I remember the day that the Holy Spirit came into my life, that, that all-consuming fire came into my life. But Lord, that light just seems to have gone out. I, I, just don't, I just don't feel like I used to feel. I don't act like I used to act. I don't do the things that I used to do. Well, you know what we need to do today? We need to rekindle that fire. It may be this morning that we need to come before the altar of God and say, God, I'm sorry I've let my fire go out, but God, my desire today is to rekindle that fire. I want people to know that I'm a Christian. I remember I remember back in youth group, we used to do this song. And it says, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a casual Christian. I don't want to live, I don't want to live a lukewarm life. 
man, God has put inside of us, if you know Jesus Christ, He put this fireball inside of us. How, how consuming is that fireball in our lives? Remember the story when Jesus died on the cross and, and on, the, on the Sunday, the first day of the week, He rose from the grave. And as these men were leaving Jerusalem and they were on the road, the road back to Emmaus, these two men were walking along and Jesus just happened to come along and walk with them. And as they were walking down the road, they began to talk. And, and uh, they said, have you heard about what happened in Jerusalem? And Jesus says, what? And they said, what? man, where have you been? Don't you realize what's been going on in Jerusalem this, this last week? Jesus says, well, tell me about it. And they begin to tell Jesus about all the things that happened and how this one named Jesus had died on the cross and they had put Him on the cross and they had beaten Him. And Jesus then began to explain to them through the Scriptures how that the Son of God and the Savior of the world would have to come and suffer for our cause. And they took Him to supper that night and they sat at the table... It says, and when he gave thanks, they recognized that it was him. And as soon as they recognized it was him, the Bible says he just disappeared. Those guys says, didn't it burn? Let me see what it says right here. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us while He talked with us about the way and while He opened up to us the Scriptures? I'm going to tell you how to quench that fire that's inside of you right now. You want me to, not quench it. You want me to how to, to inflame that fire that's within, within you right now? How long has it been since you sit down? And I'm not talking about having a, reading a Scripture and doing a a five-minute devotion with God. I'm talking about how long's it been since you sat there and you cut down that tree and you and you cut that log up and you begin to put that wood on that fire so that that fire would no longer be quenched and it begins to burn inside of you. Listen, taking a little dab, don't, it's not like brill cream. I know some, some of you old folks know what brill cream. The adage for brill cream was a little dab of do you. And we've accepted that philosophy in our Christian walk, a little dab of do you. Let me tell you, if you want an all-consuming fire, you need to get in God's Word and build a relationship with Him. And that fire will no longer be quenched. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, it says... In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to know when you become a believer that Jesus Christ came as the Son of God, that He died on the cross for your sins, and He rose from the grave to give us freedom from death. I want you to know when you believe that and you put your trust and faith in that, the Holy Spirit of God comes in your life and dwells in you, sealing your salvation. That's what the Scripture tells us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19. The Scripture just simply says, 
quench not the Spirit. What does it mean to quench something? What does it mean to quench it? I've had a fire burning out there in the yard, and, and uh, I want you to know the other day, I mean, I had a bed of coals. They were about a foot and a half deep. And you could go out there the next morning, go out there and just stir around a little, little bit with a stick, and I want you to know, poof, that fire would just start back again. Then a day or so later, it began to rain. You know what that rain does? It's quenched. It quenched what was burning. Scripture commands us, listen, don't quench the spirit. Don't let anything put out that fire. That fire has gone out in your life. You are here today, and, and the scripture refers to you as being a carnal Christian or a Christian. You put your faith and trust in Christ, but you quench the spirit to the point that you look like everybody else in the world. It's time to rekindle your fire. It's time to rekindle your fire. I want you to know on Christmas Day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want you to know laying in that manger was a fireball. Praise God for the fireball that he has extended and he has put in your life and my life when we put our faith in trust in let us stand together. Father, if we come to this invitation time, I'm just lifting up right now the word that you've laid on my heart about this fireball that lives inside of us, the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. God, you even tell us, what know we not that you're that the Spirit, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, God? You live and you dwell inside of us. God, it is your desire that people all around us, in our communities, in our families, at our job, while we're, we're just running around town, God, it is your desire that people see the glory of our Savior living in and through us. God, that's our desire this morning. I pray this morning that every single person in this room will examine their own heart, their own spirit. First of all, they would ask the question, do I have this fire living in me, or has it ever been in me? God, there's never been a time that they've accepted and put their faith and trust in who you are. God, I pray that today might be that time. I simply come in and say, but Father, there may be here today, maybe that that fire once dwelled in us and it burned bright and grew Encouragement from the things of the world, maybe that fire has been quenched. God, I pray today, might be a day that they might be revived. In their own decision, they come and they lay their things of the world to the side and they pick back up that fire that burns inside of them. God, we just want to worship you today. We